What up, everybody? Chris Denman going solo with my man Bill Vagie from Band from Ringside. Real quick, got to tell you about Barrel Beard and Tattoo. Great sponsor of ours. Check them out online, barrelbeardandtattoo.com. Wonderful thing for gifts or just get it for yourself. Great for your hair, great for your skin. That's barrelbeardandtattoo.com. And, of course, uh, St. Louis Live, the morning show. Tune in 6 to 10 a.m. Monday through Friday on 920 a.m. here in St. Louis, Missouri. Hello, Bill. Hello, Chris. I know you've been giving out uh, some beard and barrel tattoo. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, to your guests. Not today. No, you no. have to re- you have to have X amount of Twitter followers to receive that. Is that true? Wait, yeah. but I have yeah, yeah. eight Twitter accounts though. Actually, yeah, really <laughs> so do I? Up? Do I get to combine yeah. them all? <laughs> right, right. I feel bad. I've been here working all day, and I have one of the the stable maids of Free Play Media Podcast Network, and I didn't bring you any beard oil, man. It's okay. Yeah, that's why you've been on my ass about. I have your phone you number. You I've been to bucks. your house. Yes. <laughs> Dude, I know where to get it. That stuff is so good. I will actually make that happen. I'm going to get you some. You prefer campfire, which which is or it's uh, or what is it? Yeah, cabin, which smells like a campfire, or do you prefer vanilla and you want to smell like cookies? No, I don't want vanilla. I'll take the campfire. Okay, there's built also that kind of smells like you've been working in a garage. Ooh, like wait, you could like, trick it people like into you're a laborer or like oil to a, a degree. Yeah. Okay, I want the campfire and and <laughs> and the garage. Yeah. I don't know what you called it, but I'll take the campfire and the garage. Yeah. Sorry, so the cabin built. and the built. Cabin built. Okay, yes. You can mix the two of them. Okay, we'll make that happen. That sounds I am good. A dick for not bringing that. That's that all right. Rude. Yeah. That's funny that you presume that you would deserve that too, though. Uh, I'm making some mental notes right now, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> I mean, I listened to the Sklar Brothers interview earlier today, yeah. yeah, and they How definitely got one. There, it was good. Yeah, yeah, but their beards aren't quite as healthy as mine. You haven't seen it in person. I don't know. Well, that's a good point. Just right there, I, ch- no, I, I haven't shaved mine off. Did you just Terrible big time timing. me? Terrible timing. Not Did at you all. just big time me by saying no. I haven't seen it in person? Like, well, you oh, haven't you yeah, haven't actually yeah. met the Sklar brothers. Yeah, like, you weren't there, Bill. And you kind of, I didn't like the reaction you gave me whenever I said, did you like it? You were like, eh. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. It, it was, was really good. Fine. I listened to the whole thing. No, it was, it was funny. funny. I mean, they were funny. Travis was funny. Agreed. Yes. The three of them. The three of them were, were very funny. funny. And I was there. Dude, no. So I've been saying I wanted to have you in. So you got back into uh, into the entertainment game. Right, I so did. You've, done, you've, had, you've been in bands and stuff before, but yeah, I played in a couple bands around town that were mildly successful. For Define successful, well, uh, I sold out. My band sold out off Broadway twice. How many friends and family members were part of that? Tons, so many, tons bad, of them. Isn't that funny? Whenever you have to promote things, you're like, listen, Aunt Sue. I know you were gonna go play backgammon. I really need you to come pay eighteen fifty to see my band for the twelfth time. Aunt Sue was actually washing her hair that night, Again? so she couldn't make it. Yeah, no, she couldn't make it. A weird schedule with <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, no, it's uh, it is funny. Even at that level, like I always crack myself up, or I, I crack myself. I always get cracked up by people. It is fucking hard to promote shows and to promote anything creative that you do. And I don't know if it's St. Louis. Because like part of me is like, oh, St. Louis, they support their own. <laughs> well, St. Louis is strange, especially in the music game. Uh, I haven't played in a band in a year, but um, when I used to play, it was always kind of strange because it's hard to get people out for original music. But if you're doing like a, like I used to do the Undercover Weekend over yeah. at Firebird, my band played there a couple times, and if you mm-hmm. say... 
One time, my band, the Hibernauts, did an entire set of four top songs, and everybody's like, "Oh, well, when you play it, oh yeah, we'll make it there." It's yeah. like, "Oh yeah, we got horns and stuff." They're like, "Oh well, hell yeah!" And then mm-hmm. that was a great show. There were tons of people there, and it was a fun show. And I'm not knocking Undercover Weekend at all, and I'm no, not not at all. But it's harder to get people out for original music. The four tops weren't always the four tops too. Like that's what you want to tell people, like. There are bands that start off small that get big, yeah. so come enjoy them now. Yeah. No, I saw that. It was uh, an off-Broadway show here in St. Louis. Um, the the band that played Smooth 12 times in a row. 12 times in a row. Well, they played they played it 10 times in a row, and then they did a two-song two encore, encore that was also Smooth. smooth. <laughs> Hilarious, dumb idea that worked. They yeah. sold it out. People yeah. went nuts over it. Those poor guys are all in other bands. Right. <laughs> I just remember them being like, Hey, this is like silly and fun, but come yeah. out to a show sometime. Oh like, yeah, that'd be great. We have a lot of trouble selling tickets. It's it's it's. Uh, we have a comedy show uh, December twenty eighth. That's right at the Lou Eats and Drinks, seven ten North Second Street. Ten bucks, three comics and a blues band. And I will promote my ass off. We'll probably sell it out, but I will earn every ticket that comes through that door sure. for sure. And yeah. so will the comics and the band too. But. Yeah, that's fun. So, have you found a little bit of that doing the podcast? You do a pro wrestling podcast. Yes, for everybody ban- that doesn't know, banned from ringside. Yes, on the Free Play Media Podcast <laughs> Network. There you go. That's the important part. I get so tired. I hear your voice every day. We run your commercial on our morning show. Yeah, the only and best <laughs> <laughs> pro wrestling podcast. I don't remember doing that. Yeah, you knocked it out. It was fine. No, but. Uh, have you incorporated a little bit of that? A little bit of that into the podcast. Is there a weird like? Do you get the? And I'm projecting here. Do you get the? Well, shucks, it's all right. Well, <laughs> when no. you talk to people about it. Uh, no. There's actually a lot of people that listen to it that talk to me, friends and family. Aunt mm-hmm. Sue loves it. Sure. Uh, but uh, there's actually quite a few people that listen to it that are not necessarily wrestling fans. That's awesome. But they, I get, a, I get more feedback from them saying, you know, I kind of want to start watching wrestling now because you guys are so funny when you talk about it. Because it's me and my old friend Jason Bell. Yep. Jason. Jason. Cornelius Bell. Love him. And then we have two beers, Zach Pullman. Yep. And then uh, every once in a while we have Tender Mahal. Tender Mahal is a very uh, interesting character. How about two beer? Where did he get the name from? Uh, because he's always had two beers by the time he gets to the studio, so that just kind of like it, that was not his nickname before we started right. doing the podcast. Yeah, but um, it should stick though. It has, it has stuck. I see him at family things because our wives are cousins with each other. Yeah, so I see him at Christmas and I see him at birthday parties and things like that. And I call him two beer all the time now. I like it quite a bit. That's a pretty sweet name. But um, yeah, I think like doing the podcast. I think that I'm kind of the person that I always have to be kind of doing something creative, you yeah. know, which is where the band came in. I, I also like to write, um, and the podcast. You and I spoke mm-hmm. uh, probably over two years ago. One time we sure. were, and you were like, "Well, you know, Veggie, you're good at talking to people. What would you do?" And I was like, "I'd probably do a pro wrestling podcast, yeah, because <laughs> I'm a big pro wrestling fan." Well, and it's it is t- as I kind of go down that path too. It's become like comics have become our thing, I guess, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just because we have access to some bigger names. At the same time, like I don't. It's tough to do a general podcast. Be like, no, we just talk and we explore subjects. Not everybody is uh, 
getting five million views on their YouTube like Joe Rogan does, right? He does a general podcast. Sure. He's, Mark Marin breaks people down. Uh, Corolla does more of a radio show style podcast, yeah. like that kind of thing. It's tough to do a general podcast these days. Yeah, and it's tough, there's so many of them. It's tough to bring people into it. And plus, as a podcast listener, because you listen I, to podcasts, I do. Yeah, yeah all the time. Um, I never wanted to. I never want to listen to a podcast that doesn't feel like it has any structure where it's just a bunch of guys sitting around dicking around right like whereas so like when i started like i've never been on radio or anything but when we started band from ringside i was like this has to sound like a real podcast or like a almost like a radio show Mm -hmm. where there's a structure that's why we do our three count at the beginning which is our three biggest stories of the week right and uh we you know we break each other's balls and stuff and then it will have predictions for the next week coming up later on and yeah there's not yeah there's not a ton of room for just like hey man we're just doing this <laughs> you know what i mean? like that's not no you can good luck trying to get people to listen to you and give you feedback on it yeah and they're be like oh, it sounded like you were sitting in a room with three guys and farting into the mic yeah and just like inside jokes like i try to if we have inside jokes, I try to make them part of the show so that everybody else yeah, that's a tough is one. part of it. Because yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna name anybody, but there are certain podcasts that I've checked out of comedians that I like, and it's just like this. Just this sounds like a comedian that thought, "Oh, well, everybody's making a podcast. I need to make a podcast." And then you listen to it, and it's not really, you know, there's only so many hours in the week, right, that you have to listen to podcasts. That's where it's at. For sure. Yeah. And I say that at the end of every Band from Ringside episode, I always say, I know there's a lot of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you taking the time out to listen to ours, because mm-hmm. that's true for me, because I have kind of my schedule of podcasts that I go through during the week. Same here. Same here. And yeah. sometimes I miss some, and to add a new one in. Good luck. Whew, good luck it, getting in there. The only thing that's done that to me, I've, uh, I've been hitting Buster Olney up for baseball information during yeah. the winter meetings. Uh, I've branched out slightly when I find that MMA podcasts aren't, if there's breaking news and they're only like a once a week thing, cause MMA is weird. It's unpredictable. And when news is going to break, I've done that. But other than sport related, it'd be real. Most podcasts I listen to are either informational or funny, right? I mean, yes. that's what we do. So yeah. outside of specific sports, I can't tell you the last time I sought out a random comedy podcast. Ooh, yeah, got, it's been a while. I might go back to one I haven't listened to a lot. Like I'll pick and choose with Marin uh, if he's got somebody interesting on or something. Yeah, Marin depends that. on the guest for sure. Yeah, because he it's his podcast. If he wants to talk to some obscure guitar player from a record he had in 1978, go yes. ahead. Same with Rogan. I don't give two fucks about bow hunting. I'm not going to tune in to right. to that. But <laughs> right. yeah, but. The only consistent one. I'm still. I'm still Team Corolla, man. Fitz Dog. The uh, once a week depends probably. on the guest. Yeah, for depends me depends on the guest. He's great, but I don't know what. What else do you listen to? Oh, uh, I can't listen to Fighter and the Kid anymore. That was Brian Callen and uh, Brennan Schaub. I can listen to Brennan Schaub's MMA podcast, but Fighter and the Kid did the they a weird circle to me where now all it is is their character inside jokes. Because they're so big, yeah, you know what I mean, and that's yes. awesome. That's an awesome place to be. But I'm just like, eh, I'm not. It's kind of like there, when so. I'm watching Everybody Loves Raymond with my wife, <laughs> and it's all about character jokes, and she's like, she doesn't get it because she doesn't know what cousin <laughs> sure, or what the sure. buddy Gianni is like, you okay, know. Right. And it's like big, the, big Everybody Loves Raymond guy. 
I gotta admit, I do like everybody yeah, loves Raymond. Okay, yes, I know. Right. You know, I'm. You know, as a as sitting across from you as somebody here promoting their wrestling podcast, mm-hmm. uh, it might be apparent to you that I have no shame telling people what I like. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that though because a lot of people lie, and I know they're lying. Or like, even if it's a poppy song or just something, it's like, nah, we can all like some shitty things. We it doesn't all have to be. Uh, some perfect indie movie or no super awesome tv and show. there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure to me like i yeah. i like what i like and yes everybody loves raymond gets guffaws out of me every time <laughs> <laughs> it's not a joke and i like king of queens too man of course you do yes we, we interviewed a guy that was on king of but Queen. like i hate big bang theory two do and a half men yeah i okay, can't stand yeah. it that's probably where i would draw a line because that's just like a different like that's the extreme version, right? Like that's that's like too programmed to make dumb people laugh. And the jokes are just kind of formulaic, whereas you know, yeah, everybody loves Raymond saying. is true art. Oh, right, right, yes. right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I'm trying to think the last show like that that I could enjoy. I try. Here's one that I'll admit. And my buddies watched it, too, because we all heard Steve Byrne on Corolla on the podcast, yeah. who I've interviewed Steve Byrne since. Yeah. Funny interview. I've heard his stand-up not the best, but I don't know. Maybe it is good. I haven't seen it. Either way, Steve Byrne. He was on that show where he owned the place with his dad, right? He had a show on TBS called Sullivan and Son. Had a bunch of comics in it. Had uh, Brian Doyle Murray. Who was the it. dad? I don't remember. I'll have to look it up. But Wait, was it Dan Loria from Wonder Years? Was it? Wasn't he on a show like I that? I bet he was. It, I watched an entire season of Sullivan and Son, and it was the worst show I've ever seen in my life. But because we had invested a couple episodes in, and he was so funny on Corolla, I thought, and I was like, this guy is awesome. And Vince Vaughn was producing it. Oh, yeah. I, I, I went through a whole season, and we were all came back and talked to each other about it, and we were just like... Listen, the show's really bad. Like we got to stop watching it as a as a friend group. Yes, because we kept trying it. And we were like, yeah, it's you know it's TBS. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. Th- I never watch so it. I can't throw. I can't throw any rocks at your. Everybody loves Raymond. I'll be honest though. I never stopped. I never started watching Raymond until it was already over. Yeah, like I only caught it on the TV land tip. Uh huh. You know. Yeah, for sure. And I don't even know why I started watching it. You're right, by the way, uh, from... Uh, Dan Loria. Yeah, Dan Loria. Yeah, Jack Arnold. Nobody <laughs> nobody resembled my dad. <laughs> nobody resembled my dad in the late 80s and early 90s. I never related to anybody as much as I related to Kevin Arnold because Dan Loria was so much like my dad. No shit. Oh, yeah. Just strict. Like, let's listen to this cat real quick. Let's get into that in a second. Uh, Ahmed Ahmed's very funny. Uh, Owen Benjamin, I've interviewed him. Very funny. Yeah. He's kind of taken a weird route on Twitter lately, lately though. Have you noticed that? Yes, I have. He, he, his agent fired him, by the way. <laughs> like He's like, I don't want to be. Whatever. He's doing his thing. Roy Wood Jr., he's on The Daily Hilarious. Show. Hilarious. Interviewed him. This yes. is just me bragging about people I've yeah. interviewed. I, I know. Big that. time of me again. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Billy Gardell, he's a big star. I haven't seen his work. John Michael Higgins played uh, the, oh, he was, the brother on The Breakup. A Vince Vaughn pick. Uh, he's the he's the um, Seinfeld loses his hair. Elaine he goes to prison because he's balding. Yeah, he was on Pitch Perfect. He's the uh, judge. Seen that. I watched two last <laughs> night. <Yeah. laughs> he is a Pitch Perfect guy for sure. He Ken was, Jong. 
This is, I mean, this is a big comic heavy cast, and I, I couldn't handle it. So you're a big Pitch Perfect guy. I liked Pitch Perfect one a lot. Um, once wrestling was over last night, uh, the wife said, "Turn it on Pitch Perfect two, which was playing on FX." Yes, ma'am. Turn it on Pitch. Well, I mean, she did watch the last hour of wrestling with me. It was, right. I mean, I, it's kind of tit for tat there. That's I kind of yeah. yeah. But I mean, Pitch Perfect is pretty entertaining. I haven't seen it. None of them? No. Oh, it's legit funny. Is it? Yes, it's legit funny. That's the one where they're doing the final one now. I've seen previews, right? Yeah, it's about the acapella all-girl acapella Uh group. Oh, it's legit funny. Okay. You will will laugh at it. Okay, Bill. Guaranteed you will laugh at it. Okay. All right. right. (laughs) I told you. I've probably interviewed a bunch of people that are on it, so yeah. Uh, probably, yeah. I'm you kidding. probably have, yeah. No, that's. I'll, I'll check it out for sure, man. No, what was I, What were we going to go back to? Uh, I was talking about the Wonder Years, but I mean, yeah. We let's don't... talk about that. Let's talk about. It. I remember you responded to a tweet because I turned on the Wonder Years, and I was like, I don't know. And we, did we oh, did wait. we figure this out that maybe Kevin was kind of a dick? No, was that what it was about when we were talking on Twitter? I think I was. I don't know. I think I was talking about how. Oh, I can't remember her name on the show. Her Winnie. name was Becky. No, he cheated on Winnie with Becky. And I was telling you that Becky was so much hotter than Winnie was. Right. He was on the right track. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> so, okay, so why was your dad like uh, like Kevin's dad? Uh, I remember, well, he would come home from work and he would just kind of grunt. Because uh-huh. Kevin's dad always came home from work and he'd be like, hey, dad. And he'd be like, mm. But then I remember one very specific scene where Kevin asks his dad for money, and Kevin's dad opens the wallet, and when he opens the wallet, it made the sound of this huge door creaking. Right, it was like, right. and it was like a trifold wallet, and it's like, dad gives him one dollar. Yeah. And I remember being like, that's my dad. Yeah. Like, he's just kind of like, you know, the world's kind of beat him down because he's been at work <laughs> right. eight, 40 yeah. hours a week and for the last year. Yeah. And I'm annoying. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I was annoying as a kid. I was a big Wonder Years guy. <laughs> Me too, man. I watched you. I was lucky. My, uh, my dad was younger. So when I always, I always got to go do a bunch of stuff. I think about that, like kids. With what do you mean younger? Parents, like how old was he when you were born? Twenty one. And pretty young. So you're older than your brother. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, my little brother's thirty, but he's, he's a giant. Yeah, he's certifiably. Yes. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we did that. Uh, he's home from California. The last time he was home from California, we took our shoes off and measured <laughs> to see how tall we all were, including my girlfriend. She's a legit six feet tall without uh, without shoes on. Legit, I'm, yes. Yeah. She's taller no than shoes. I am. Yeah, six foot. Wait, I'm, I'm six foot tall. Six foot tall, no shoes on with a tape measure. Yeah, yeah, she is. I'm six foot a little, like six three, six, a little over six foot three, no shoes on. Yeah, my little brother is six foot six with no shoes on. <laughs> so where's that come from? Because I don't know. But my dad's six two. I know. I've yeah talked you, to you your dad. Yes, yeah. I've hung out with him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. My mom's five five. Uh, David's my brother's easily tallest in our family. Is your brother tall? Both of them are. How many brothers do you have? Two. Yeah. So I have an older sister, two younger brothers, and my older sister's standard five 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 sure. six. Uh, my younger brother is the one who's two years younger than me is six three, and then the other one's six four. So you got the short end of the stick, literally. I'm the runt. Yeah, you're the runt. My but- mom says the milk got better. <laughs> 
you know, milk technology is really, uh, really <laughs> yeah, advanced, yeah. Bill. Like all those hormones, Mom. Which, which, uh, so which brother of yours has become uh, Facebook famous? Well, that's my brother, uh, Richard Todd. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's entertaining. Yeah, follow him. If you don't, if you like to, like, get into arguments on Facebook, add him. And then, then take sure, his yeah. stuff seriously. Get after Richard Todd on, on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. No, he cracks me up. Man. He's obviously a smart guy, and he's just taken to Facebook to truly mess with anyone and everyone. He's brilliant. He, he really <laughs> right. is. He's so smart. I added him not only because he's your brother, but he's quite entertaining. It's funny. He's Yes, he's something else. He He's also taking a break, though. You know, he... I, <laughs> I yeah. he and I were talking uh, via text one night about this article about how Facebook is kind of no bueno. You know mm-hmm. how it's right. kind of like not so much rots your brain, but it kind of controls you. You start living can, in this world that isn't the real world, and then you just kind of re- like in this is my like if you're too much into that, like you'll find that you're like I just spent four hours on nothing, like nothing, nothing, truly nothing. You didn't go for a walk in the woods. You didn't. You didn't uh, say hello to someone. Like you just did nothing. Oh, it's awful, and it's been a real struggle for me. Like I've kind of made a conscious conscious effort to not check Facebook first thing in the morning when I wake up and take my morning constitution, or yeah. when I, you know, when I just roll over in bed just to That's not smart. check my phone and look at Facebook. But it's not a good way to start your day. Yeah, because there's a lot of arguments, fighting, and so I get stupidity. On <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> you know what I've been noticing on Twitter? So I've been following a lot of Cardinals rumors recently. Mm-hmm. So I see who resp- – I've, I've done this. Just like, who are these people that respond to all these tweets, right? I look to see who responds to, like, famous people's tweets and stuff. They all have less than 100 followers usually. Oh, yeah. Like, 90% of the people that reply – like in unison to Twitter are the dumb masses. Yeah. It's crazy to me. I don't know why, but I guess if you just say, I realize it too. I don't respond to a lot of people on Twitter. I go, hmm, okay, yeah, good. Yeah. I might like something if it's funny. Yeah. Isn't that weird? What are you doing? But I, I don't, I really try not to like stuff that's political because sometimes I see what other people like when it's political and I'm like, yeah, this blowhard right you know, like <laughs> right oh you think you've made a difference today right yeah but twitter is fun man it is What's it your is favorite so part? much fun screwing around with people no not not so much screwing around with people there's there's three times when twitter's really popping off go on it's like big sports events sure nba playoffs are great on twitter it's a weird it's a weird release isn't it to be like, can't believe he did that. Boom. Well, it's also like, that was it's also kind of nice to sit in your recliner, watch, you know, a playoff game and see all the jokes that come down. Yeah. See the taste come down and also feel like you're watching it with people without actually having to look at them <laughs> or, or have them yeah. use your electricity. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or that you're paying your hard earned money for. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's be serious about that. Yes. Yeah. But it's kind of fun. Uh, award shows, that's good, yeah. are really good on Twitter. I I remember saddling in. Uh, I was either single or dating someone in another city. Like I had purposely got like the perfect amount of drinks to not like ruin my day the next day. It was like probably a Sunday night. Award shows are on Sunday nights, right? Yeah, so like fifteen, sixteen. <laughs> 
230 <laughs> cans of beer. Yeah. Did that, like made some stupid food, and literally was like, oh, it's Twitter time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you think about that. like, And they pop up. Like, if you go back and look at your history, I'm like, wow, I really live tweeted the MTV Movie Awards five oh. years ago. Oh, yes. Like, <laughs> I love that. And we're to the point now where you're much, much older than me. Much, much older than me. Way but older than you, no, yes. Twitter's been around long enough that I was still, I'm still a moron, but I was still, the internet's changed, number one. Sure. You could have more silliness and grab ass on, on yeah. those without being like, well, your employer might see that or something. Right. But That's over. It's Oh, it's done. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, Twitter for me in like 2009, much different than twitter me now like i just don't say anything period now unless it's like i promote my own stuff on there right i used to just like say whatever came in my brain right and 26 year old me did not have a really great brain like it, it was you said some dumb shit on there 33 33 year old you is it's not doing much better no but it's, it's packaged differently you know it's generational evolution you know <laughs> right but like um I, I don't think I got on Twitter until 2011, but I'm, I'm watching this show now on Netflix called American Vandal. Have you watched it? I haven't. Is it good? <sighs> yes. Everybody loves Raymond good or like good, good? No, it's good, good. It's actually good, good. We have probably very similar tastes, so but I trust you. It's like this. a parody of Serial. Okay, yeah, but I know it's, that. It's, the, yeah, it's about high schoolers. Any like one of them, he like spray painted dicks on so something. Somebody spray painted twenty seven dicks, or somebody spray painted twenty seven cars with dicks. Yeah, and the whole thing's about who who spray painted okay. the dicks. So I, I need to watch it. But it's a parody of Serial, so it takes it really seriously with all these goofy kids. But like they talk about being on Instagram when they were like nine years old. Some of these characters, and it's like holy shit. It's that's, like that's real. Yeah. Yes. If you're 21, right? Instagram, yeah. if you've been using it that long? Yeah, absolutely. Ab- oh, yeah. It's insane. That is insane to <laughs> me. It's pretty crazy. Considering whenever Facebook dropped, half the people didn't have it because they weren't in a real four-year school. <laughs> like well, yeah. Friends. I didn't even know that till. I mean, I remember MySpace. I was a big MySpacer. Yeah. Yeah, when you Top. could choose your song. Yeah. Uh, really let people know what you're feeling. And yes. I like that we were dumb enough to think people would like hang out on your profile long enough to hear like your second and third songs that you put on there. Did, what, what, couldn't you put more than one eventually? Eventually. Yeah, yeah when they made upgrades. Yeah. But if you like a couple years ago, because my, MySpace is still up, I think. Is it? I think. Well, a couple years ago. A couple right years here. ago it was. Like, I know there's people out there that hate, you know, the Cubs. Yeah, I know there's people out there that hate Donald Trump. Uh-huh. You know, you know. And to be fair, there's people out there that hate Barack Obama. Sure, there's no way any of them hate any of those people as much as I hated the version of myself when I went back to look at my MySpace profile oh my years later. God. I bet that was painful. It is painful, man. Like I, the shit that I thought was funny. Yeah, it's just not funny at all. Right, and not cool. You know, you're not being cool, Bill. You weren't being cool on MySpace. Yeah. You're being kind of a douche. Yep. And you thought you were like some sort of edgelord. <laughs> You're not being edgy. What, was, what What do you think drove drove you to think you were edgy? That you were just like in the music scene a little bit and bartending? Like what? what's the deal? Oh, no, but you'd say stuff about like shit that you hate. You know, like that's that social media is terrible about like people just getting on there and saying stuff that they hate. It's like, yeah, dude, everybody hates that. Right. 
you're not yeah. really adding anything to the conversation. And you know what? You're not any, adding anything to the conversation if you just put on Twitter, let's go blues either. <laughs> that's very, that's very, oh my gosh. Okay, so, all right, yeah, I don't really have. You looking up your MySpace? MySpace is still happening. What I'm, was your MySpace name? C. Denman or Denman, Den, I don't know. I don't mine was, mine was my last name, Vagy, all caps with like 20 exclamation points. How douchey is that? It's pretty good. I'm a fan of that. <laughs> no. Dude, so let's let's get into this a little bit. So you've been into music. So obviously, we we know you from BFR, from Band from Ringside. Download that. Throw them a, uh, a review if you can. Uh, but so with the music scene, you're pretty knowledgeable on that for the last decade plus. Way more than that, actually. Probably two decades, right? Yeah. In St. Louis. And yeah. Just keeping up with it. Where, what's like there is I've recently found this out because we did we've been doing some stuff with uh, Gaslight Lounge that's where we did the uh, the thing with uh, the Sklar Brothers that and then all of us working at Shock City so you see that there's still a pretty rocking music scene here like there's a lot going on oh yeah I, I didn't I thought maybe I was just out of the loop because I stopped with whatever scene I thought was here. 15 years ago there's still a lot of good ones around it's it's hard for me to keep up with mm-hmm. these days because now i i bartended forever so like yeah. i hadn't i didn't have to wake up the next morning i could go to shows all the time right but i'm not out at the shows as much as i'd like to no. be anymore well there's more there's more hip-hop and there's more like drudgy kind of grungy good rock yeah. too and oh, maybe yeah. i'm just older and i've found that yeah more but I don't know. I just remember St. Louis being this like hotbed of emo music and screaming music and stuff like that. Well, it was that for a long time. Right? And then, like, you know, when, when my old band used to play around a lot, there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of arcade fire influence that was around a lot. lot Gentlemen Auction House. Lots of good. Oh, they were a great band yeah, that yeah. we used to play with a lot. Yeah. Yeah, they were great. But there was but a lot. They fit that mold, right? Without yes. being rude, I like. I still listen to them. No, they were the while. best yeah. example of that, uh-huh. in in my opinion. Yeah, but we used to play with a bunch of bands, but there were also a bunch of uh, like we used to play with the Livers a lot, and they were <laughs> two guys that played. They both played guitar up front, and then in the back was a video of them on a widescreen of one of them playing bass and the other one playing drums, and they all played together. So there was two of each of them. That's pretty interesting, though, right? Oh, it fucking ruled. Was it awesome? Yeah, it was awesome. I was like, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it was awesome. But yeah, uh, the St. Louis music scene, I'm not in it anymore. Uh, I guess I got too old for it. But um, I I still think that everybody should get out there and go see a local show once a week. it's there, yeah, and you'll be surprised too. Even if it's at a bar, too, that's that's being a musician, by the way, playing bars, playing wineries, things sure, like that. yeah, yeah. You'll run into a brewery on a random night, and there'll be like Emily Wallace, and you're like, holy shit, like that girl's got pipes, man. She's the best singer in town. Fantastic, yeah. yeah. And then even if you just go see like a funky butt show, yeah, just if you can get into the t- even if that's not your style of music, it, it's great, man. So yeah, shout out to them. Well, there's time. a band that uh, that has a guy that I used to play with in it. They're called the Bobby Dazzlers and they are spectacular. So if you see yeah. the Bobby Dazzlers around town, they're almost like SoCal 
almost like punk pop but yeah. man it's a fun show it's so good. Yeah. yeah oh yeah i'll have to check that out yeah, there's so many more venues now than there used million, to be though and places are safer that weren't deemed safe <laughs> i know that, like you can go to the grove and see a show all the time people weren't going to watch music in the grove 10 years ago never it, it's different now. never sure. yeah uh yeah. yeah so 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 you've been in st louis for a while too and you work downtown you live in the city what's happening with st louis that's something that we can kind of get into a little bit I feel like I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy to see all of the cool, creative people. But then there's other issues, and I think a lot of it involves people 20 years older than us, I think, and yeah. some of the mindsets. Yes. But then I also just want to rip my damn hair out and be like, why don't I just leave this dump and go work somewhere else? And, and work on something that would be appreciated more somewhere else, or there'd be more opportunity. You know what I mean? Yeah, but St. Louis has a lot to offer in it terms does. of it there's lots of opportunity cuz there's lots of people that are looking for things to do yeah that's a good point i mean there's there 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 always is going well maybe not always going to be but there is a divide between the city and the county now which is i don't know if that's just in line with like I'm a Democrat. You're a Republican. I'm a city. You're a county. Like it's inherently like tribal is in like human DNA. Well, I just think that people don't like. uh, You know, when I talk to my mom about living in the city, she's always like, "Because I live in South City and I live in a safe neighborhood in South City. Great neighborhood." You guys want the address? DM me. Yeah, let them in know. I'll let you know where I live. Um, Don't steal the blue apron off my porch. I think it's still sitting out there. Does that still work? Oh yeah. they, they were having some financial issues. I'm glad they do, though, because it's a delicious. I don't know. I didn't even... Not a sponsor, by the way. Not, yeah. a, not a sponsor. Just a, you just appreciate Blue Apron. I just know that it was sitting on my porch when I left the house, and I didn't put it in. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so your mom talking to you about... But when she talks about the, the city, she, she thinks, yeah, my, I grew up in St. Charles. My parents still live out there, and she acts like I live in... Beirut. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And she's like, oh, is everything okay? It's like, yeah, mom. Yeah. Everything's good. But I think, you know, where I'm from, St. Charles, people don't like crossing the river. Like, why would you cross the river? You know, everything's so good over there in St. Charles. Right. But I also I also understand that, you know, if you're out partying and if you're out having a good time, you might not want to drive the 30, 40 minutes. Oh, shit. yeah, I get that completely. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. I hope that stuff doesn't end up holding us back like this amazon discussion and other things that like people fighting about the for sports team like i agree like cardinals right now they bent the city of st louis over and just took them to town no lube like on that land deal downtown so i get why and then after the and again the people and with that signed this shit with the rams one of the worst deals of, that you could ever sign. Like it's our own fault. Well, listen, I'm I'm a I'm still a Rams fan. Still, yeah, it's different to me. Two, have, different, two different teams. Haven't given it up uh, yeah. because good for you. You're right, having a great season. Right before they left, uh, my father in law got me this sweet reversible Rams hat. <laughs> you gotta wear it. I gotta wear it. Right, and they left like two weeks later, and yeah. it's like I'm not going to give up that hat. No, no, that's that's a good reason. Actually, I'm not really sure where it is right now, <laughs> but I'm, st- I'm sticking with them. <laughs> right. Uh, but I'm also glad that they left because as a, somebody that lives in the city, it's like, I don't want to put all that money into 
something that's not going to love us back. I'd rather put money into infrastructure. I'd rather get cool people to live in the city. Yeah. To, the more cool people that live in the city, the safer the city's going to be. For sure. You know, when when shit gets desolate, desolate, like you said, Beirut, that's when you, that's when desperation kicks over. Yeah. Yeah. And crime crime ticks up. So when the MLS to STL thing came down, and I know this is probably unpopular, yeah, I was against it. No, I think you're no, you're in line with city residents. Obviously, I mean that was the, not my neighborhood though. Not your neighbor- oh <laughs> no. yeah, your specific neighborhood would have been told. Yeah, let's uh, give it to them. Right, but they're the same people. It's, that a, lot, would, it's a lot of white people. Yeah, <laughs> they're the same people that would complain if you're like. Uh, these people need handouts. Well, you're giving a handout to this team. Like, that's all it is. I've talked to, more name-dropping, Billy Corbin, the guy who did the U. And the U Part 2 and Cocaine Cowboys. Yeah, That guy despises welfare to billionaires for these sports stages. And good on them for tricking cities or presenting that model to get cities to pay for it, right? Sure. To make it happen. Yeah. People are wising up now. It's going to probably mainly shift over to private investments once cities kind of realize it well more, i read the uh the sports business article that was going around and i read the dead spin thing that really all the numbers point to publicly funded stadiums don't really do a whole lot for the economy Mm-mm. in the city Correct. now i've bartended downtown for a long time and yeah there's people that come in that have cash to spend that work at the stadiums they might sell beers stuff sure. like that and I want them to have jobs. I, I, I'm not rooting against anybody, especially in the city. Right. But ultimately, long term, it's probably not the best move. No, it's not. And I hope, uh, I don't know, I hope we get more jobs and people like moving here. It just, St. Louis can be a little frustrating at times. And you've got way more experience here than me. So I yeah, figured I'd uh, yeah. toss that out there. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. So what do you got coming up for the podcast? Anything fun? Uh well we are we have a relationship with Glory Pro Wrestling. That's um, awesome, by the way. Yes. Great job. Uh, we've been Dynamo Pro Wrestling has reached out to us because oh, well, you're taking all, you're fielding offers. Yes, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't know if there's any other wrestling podcasts in St. Louis. I not that matter. Not that matter. There's right? a there's a voice that booms every morning. But we do it uh, every show. Thursday night. We usually have it uploaded by Thursday or Friday. It's uh, three, sometimes four dudes that just sit around. Uh, listen, we realize that we're grown men. That, talking that about that whole like oh, grown like I I will give you shit or give my buddies shit, dude. The Walking Dead is probably consumed by more adult men than than anything. You know what I'm saying? Oh, fuck, like, fucking we, Star Wars. We all we all have our dumb shit X-Men, that we like, right? Thor, pro, pro sport, right? Pro sport. You're oh, you're gonna cheer for a 23 year old guy and say that you're gonna get a tattoo of the team that you're paying to like what? Yeah, there's a bunch of goofy shit we but all there, do. I mean, there's a few reasons. I I mean, I love pro wrestling. On a bunch of different layers, and if you'll allow me, I'll, I'll name please, a few. Please, I like the athleticism of it. They are athletes. They are people that put their all into it, and they mm-hmm. can get hurt. Um, and while the uh, while the outcomes are predetermined, um, big of you to say that the the pain necessarily isn't fake all the time. Check the uh, amount of dudes that get hooked to no like, shit oxycotton or whatever. Um, I also think that. Uh, that it's kind of an allegory for good and evil. Mm-hmm. Like I like the concept of justice. I mean, 
you know, when Ned Stark gets killed in season one of Game of Thrones. Nice! You are rooting for Jon Snow the entire time to... Do his thing. To do his thing and uh, to for the bad guys to receive their comeuppance. Wrestling is not very different than that. The the good guys get wronged and uh they exact their revenge over a series of weeks and a series of theatrical staged fighting. Yeah. Um but probably my favorite thing about wrestling is that it's just the weirdest goddamn thing in the world. Man. <laughs> That's a good you way to put it. You can't take your yeah. I can't take my eyes off it when I, it's just it's a bunch of dudes fake fighting in a traveling circus. With you know, like the B to Z level acting. <laughs> yes, I mean it's I mean it's an art form. For sure. It's an art form. It's not unlike acting. Uh, the acting can be bad sometimes, but uh, a few years ago, I think I narrowed down what my personal aesthetic was, and I think I love shit the most when it's the combination, the marriage, if you will, of the melancholy and the absurd. Okay. It's why I like raising Ar- it's why I like raising Arizona. It's why yeah. I love Boogie Nights. Uh I just How great is Boogie Nights? It's my favorite movie of all time. Those are my two favorite movies of all time. And they're kind of similar in how absurd and yeah. melancholy they can be because raising Arizona for one you know, it gets it gets you in the feels, <laughs> right? You know, it gets yeah. you in that feel spot. Yeah, absolutely. And while uh, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say that wrestling actually gets melancholy very often, sure. If you watch the Flair Thirty for Thirty, you can see that it can get melancholy, right? And then you are mixing in that knowledge. Of what, one of the best interviews I've ever done uh, was with a wrestler, for sure. Which one? Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake Roberts over the phone. 30 or 40 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, well, uh, shut it down. Not sure we're going to do much better than that. Right. Yeah. For real. And that, it was fantastic. And then you add into like the, you add into the, the audience has to like somebody or else they're not going to get over. It's not like they're, it's not like it's a TV show where there's not a live audience to tell you whether or not guys like Jamie Lannister or not. It's like they have to start liking them. Right. Sorry for another Game of Thrones. No, I can I can great. I can use something else. Love, love some Thrones. But um, and then you add in the, like corporate stuff, like you know Vince McMahon using the biggest promotion that there is out there. You know he's got to make a buck too, yeah. so he's trying to he's trying to use all these other things while trying to make a profit in a Fortune 500 publicly traded company. And when you add in those layers, when yeah. you add in those layers, Here's the, this is the yeah, Shock it's the City mo- is great by the way, but do you get fire trucks? Don't get fire trucks. Yeah. Or, well, Maybe, I, actually you can, yeah, you but can. It's, it's, you just can't hear it. <laughs> but um, you add in all those layers and to me it's the most interesting thing in the world. I love that and it's you have to have passion to do a specific podcast like that and to make it entertaining too. You're not breaking it down again. You guys are all very talented and, and entertaining when you do it. I subscribe. You guys should too. We laugh a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's wrestling silliness. should be fun. For sure. What uh before we get out of here, what's uh what's your dream interview for that? For for the podcast, for BFR. <sighs> for the three of you in the room, you get any wrestler I want? Any wrestling personality? Do you just go straight to Vince? Oh, see it. That's a good question. I think I'd be. Uh, yeah, I don't know if Vince would give me that much though. Say he's open. 
He said, oh, whomever you get goes, okay, I we're give going. I sodium pentothal, yeah. and, they, and they, they let me we're know not, everything? He's not going to like give up trade secrets, but he'll give, if you pry it out of him, he'll give the best damn interview you've ever had. Who do you want? I mean, is it is it a... Well, it's Vince. Is it Vince? Yeah. yeah. I, he's I the him. he's the godfather. He is. He's. Well, I called him P.T. Barnum in an interview. He's a modern day P.T. Barnum. <laughs> one time man. I went to a, one time I went to a wrestling a WWE thing with a buddy of mine who's kind of like a tangential fan, and Vince came out to play his character. Yeah, and uh, my buddy called him the Walt Disney for the scum of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> I think Vince would say, uh, "Yeah, that's uh, that's, that's what they call me." <laughs> Right. But it'd be like Vince or Stone Cold Steve Austin. Vince or Stone, Stone Cold, again, as you're making an entertaining wrestling Stone Cold, as a guest or host, one of the best podcasters uh, yeah, he's there great. is. Yes, he's great. He's unbelievable. Well, that's why when I was saying, do I, do I give him true serum or do they get the... Do I do take them as they are? Yeah. Stone Cold would have been my answer first because I think Stone Cold kind of has kind of has no secrets at this point you know correct yeah and he'll while still remembering he has like some money to make and think like he's not yeah. it's not going to be a destitute story he's going to have some fun he's going to be a character he's fuck he's great oh he's a riot yeah he was a riot when he wrestled was he oh i mean just like i liked the, i was in farming to missouri when that was happening and also not quite in tune to wrestling right I liked all the people that were so serious, like Stone Cold said so. <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. I was around his key demographics daily. Sure, I, I know a couple of them. Like, <laughs> Tender Mahal, <laughs> right? And I just remember being like, "Ah, you guys are fucked up, man! Like, what is wrong with you guys? Like, go pick up a ball or something." I don't like, think what? I've ever, it, like, you know, I didn't start watching. I watched it when I was a kid with my grandfather and my dad, but yeah. like. I started watching it in college just because it was something to do. And yeah. there's a couple guys I didn't know. I was trying to make friends, and we went sure. and drank Mickey's and, and 410 Laws, yeah. you know. And uh, I don't think there was ever a time that I've liked it since I had, you know, hair on my balls that it just didn't make me laugh. Right, right, it right. Just, it's just so funny. It's ridiculous. Uh, this is the End is one of my favorite comedies in the last 10 years. It's really good. Why? Because it was stupid as shit. Oh, this is the end. Is really good. So stupid. (laughs) I love Danny McBride in that movie. (laughs) It was so good. But are you like along like even like you were saying the melancholy like uh, Sideways is one of my favorite movies. Why? Because it's fucked up when um, who's what's the Sandman uh, the second lead, not Paul Giamatti. Oh, um, Ed. He was uh, Lowell on Wings. Yeah, yes. That's what I was going to say the dude from Thomas Wings. Hayden Church. Thomas Hayden Church. He's like nailing the like chubby waitress. Like, yeah, that's life. That's right. a guy with a real problem. Right, and then the naked guy comes running out. He chases right. the guy because he left his ring there. Right. Another like, another good example. It's another Alexander Payne movie. Is uh, Election, which is I've never seen it. It's a great all time comedy. Okay. I re- Who's I, in that? Totes recommend. Uh, Reese Witherspoon, Matthew Broderick, uh, no, Christopher, Christopher Klein. Oh, yeah, dude. I don't know if I'm trying It's probably it 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. You know what? We'll play the Rotten Tomatoes game. Okay. I bet it's 92%. 92%? I'm yeah. just going to guess and say, just be, just to be whatever, and again, you have good taste, so I'm screwing up here. 
62%. Oh, no, no, no. Which is still a good score. Oh, no, no, no. It's way higher than that. Election, Rotten Tomatoes. Election. From 99. Yeah. Alexander Payne. Reese Witherspoon. 92%. Isn't that what I said? That's a great... You said 90... No, I go... We'll play Rotten Tomatoes. I'll go 92%. Nailed it. That means you looked it up. Five-point deduction. No. Oh, yeah. I knew we were going to come in here and talk about (laughs) Alexander Payne movies. Everybody, he's got his cell phone out. I just... I I couldn't bear it. Wow. That's pathetic that I haven't seen that. It's rated that high. Even audience score 79. That's really good. Yeah, but those are the masses. Those right. are the same That's idiots that comment on shit yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> they tweet like, fuck you, Vince. <laughs> yeah. Dude, no, that's oh, that's funny how that works, man. Yeah, so I get it. Wait, wait, what about this? What's, uh, what's the most annoying follower group in professional wrestling in your lifetime? You mean like... I have an opinion. So I personally wasn't into wrestling. I found that the kids who would wear... Like NWO shirts to school were highly annoying. Yeah, but are there are there wrestling fans that? But those farming kids, kids Farmington's are just a different ecosystem than St. Charles, though. Annoying. Is it? <laughs> oh yeah, I think they share oh, a lot of similarities. No, no, St. Charles is way you know way higher class. So affliction instead of Wrangler, like what's, what's uh, I've been what I've been the say? Farmington guy. <laughs> I've been to Farmington. <laughs> you, I it's always, like we were wearing starter jackets. You guys were wearing lotto jackets. I, was, <laughs> I always gauge Farmington through like my scope of like my successful friends that come back and visit, and we'll like go to a winery or like the bars and have a blast. Sure. And I remember telling my dad, who's a, a high level executive in the food service industry for thirty years, right? Very smart man, knows his shit, grew up down there, has worked in St. Louis, St. Charles for his whole life, or for his whole adult life. I remember being like, I'm pretty sure me and a buddy or two could open a wine beer bar down here with tacos and we'd crush. We'd kill it. Yeah. Like thinking of like a cool place you would find in like somewhere in a cool neighborhood in the city of St. Louis. My dad's like, do you? Do you really think that would work? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. There's some good places. He's like... There's like three good places, a ton of chain restaurants. They keep building more chain restaurants. Oh, yeah. And you are thinking of this because when all your friends are home from New York, California, St. Louis even, you guys are here and it's a special event or It's an almost occasion. like he was wise. It's <laughs> almost like he had a little bit of wisdom. Yeah, you're here for a special occasion and there's a bunch of smart, cool people that will spend a little money and go out and have a good time. What happens on a Tuesday night in December? Right. <laughs> I was like, yeah. what, you're going to pull people from rural areas into your cute little restaurant? Right. That's not going to happen. Okay, yeah, yeah, so I do. I'm bad about it. Well, it's that. like in St. Charles, like we always made fun of North County, but North County and St. Charles are the exact same thing, Saint- except there's more Monte Carlos in North County. <laughs> North County is the original St. Charles. That's true. I mean, my, right? my, mom, my mom's parents immigrated. <laughs> to St. Charles. Ran to St. Yeah. Charles? Yeah. From North County in 1972. But I was, funny story, and uh, I was bartending one time, and there was a guy from out of town sitting at the bar, and I kind of made a nor- crack at North County sure. to this guy that was sitting at the bar, a buddy of mine, because yeah. it's just St. Charles, North County, and he goes, uh, he goes, what's the joke? What's North County like? And then this other guy down at the end of the bar that wasn't even a part of the conversation goes, it's like NASCAR with rims. 
Yeah, that just went into Big Mac land. That's the home run. That's so true. I would tell my buddies, yeah. It's like, yeah, Farmington and uh, North County are the same thing. It's just you guys have more wiggers. Like, right. <laughs> that's, that's right. Like, right. Uh, you've got more dudes with, like, chin-strap beards. Like, that's yes. All, Monte that's, Carlos. Yeah, exactly. But can we say wiggers still? Travis, Travis says so. it. Travis says it. We say it amongst each other. Travis does? Travis will say it. We'll say it on know. the air. I'll ask Jason Bell. I also have a person of African persuasion right. on Can my podcast. Yeah. I'll, right. I'll, I'll ask him. Yeah. It keeps us in check. So, okay. So, do you have a most annoying fan base of a wrestler or group? Um, well, times have changed a little bit since um, the NWO days. I mean, NWO debuted in 1996, okay. which is wow. 21 years ago. That's crazy. Yeah. So, it's a little bit different now. Uh, there are, uh, they call them the. IWC these days, it's the internet wrestling community, of which I would probably be considered a part. Well, you do a, an online show, yes. I do, I do a wrestling podcast uh-huh. every week. And um, But the fights that happen amongst the IWC are a little bit more nuanced than just, hey, the NWO. But, I mean, for... I will say that people that only like the WWE are kind of looked down upon. Uh-huh. Right. They don't look like uh they don't watch the indie promotions. I could I would put that and look down upon from your more intellectual chair. Yeah, I would say I probably represent uh 20% of the wrestling fan base in terms of like my in terms of the way that I view it and the way that I um kind of parse it. I would I I, I would mirror that with my MMA fandom. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, like I'll follow the smaller promotions, follow the things. Whereas, you know, Joe Blow in a, an affliction jacket, he likes watching UFC fighters. Right? You know what I mean? Like a yeah. lot of people couldn't name like the champion from another. Either way, and yeah. some people just like watching guys get the shit beat out of them. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And they're not really down with the uh, the art, Technique. the martial arts. Sure. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, they're not called the martial arts because there's no skill involved. Correct. But there was a little dust up on Twitter last weekend uh, by uh, Daniel Cormier. Yeah, did you see that? Where what happened? Something happened in the Ring of Ring of Honor is one of the smaller, prom- well, uh-huh. it's one of the bigger smaller promotions. Yeah, and there was kind of a a sequence in this six man tag team Ring of Honor match that included a lot of flipping. It was very choreographed. It sure. didn't look real. It wasn't guys DDTing each other and clotheslining each other. It was, you know, it was choreographed. Sure. And Daniel Cormier, another fighter, I can't remember who it was, said, what is this shit? Grown men watch this. Chase Sherman. Yeah, it was Chase, yeah that's right. He's Chase Sherman. He's a troll. Does a good job. For being a low-level heavyweight, he's good on the... He's good on the tweets. He, well, he gets that, accused of having. Isn't that like, how Chael Sonnen became famous? For sure. Well, Chael had he had a good. He was Connor before Connor. Chael had Chael was a Chael is a pro wrestling guy. Yes, he's a pro wrestling guy. He was not the most exciting. He's a wrestler. He was the most exciting. Fighter, but he became but he famous. Be, be, yeah, he became famous for he became famous for taking pro wrestling elements and adding them to the UFC. For sure, yeah. absolutely. He so this is what I didn't Anderson know Chase Silver. Sherman. Yeah, no one does. No one knows who Chase Sherman is except he's built up a little Twitter following. Yeah, and another UFC fighter took him to task. I saw that. Oh, uh, I didn't see Colby that. Covington, 
who is currently borrowing a bunch from pro wrestling and making a name for himself. Yeah. Colin Tyron Woodley, St. Louis' own Tyquil. Oh. <laughs> Says he I puts it. people to sleep, but he's so boring. Yeah. So, yeah. So, sorry. Tyquil's go good. That is. <laughs> so then Dana Cormier kind of piled on and said, you know, why don't you just want to watch people fight? Why don't you want to watch, you right. know? And it's, I, you know, I, as a guy, you know, I'm 38 years old. I grew up watching boxing. Boxing used to be something when I was in college. I mean, I was a big Lennox Lewis mark. Like, I loved watching Same. Lennox Lewis knock dudes the F out, you know? Me and my dad would go, we watched the Riddick Bow fight and Vander Holyfield fight. Oh, yeah. And this is back whenever you had to go to, like, the basement of a bar for a pay-per-view. We watched a wrestling thing like that yeah. once, too. But, yeah. Sorry. It was, like, closed-circuit yeah. stuff. Sure. But I and I I'll watch UFC fights. Uh, you know, if my buddy gets, you know, I have a buddy that gets all the pay per views. Yeah. If, if I have a Saturday night where I'm not doing anything and he invites you me eat over, wings and drink a little and watch yeah. some dudes fuck each other up. But that's not why I watch wrestling. Right. I watch it for the theatrics of it. I watch yeah. it for because you're all you know. You'll watch a UFC match and people don't get this and like that's that's okay with me. It's like I said, there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure. I like. The theatrical nature of pro wrestling. I like that the match is always going to be good. Yeah. It's always going to come down to the wire. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, I like there's that no, about it. There's no five to one uh, baseball games happening where it's no, kind of boring. And, there, and there's not going to be a match that only lasts 20 seconds because some guy gets KO'd. Right. Which I like watching guys get KO'd sure. also. Sure. I don't know why you would equate, like, why would, like, uh, why? I don't know why you'd compare the two. Oh, I well, people. I think it's because it's like saying like, don't watch a Jet Li movie. Watch, uh, watch uh, Conor McGregor fight. It's like what? I don't, I don't know if how that's one or the right, other. Right, they're not the same thing. Right. Um, but people do like to equate them, and I feel like UFC fighters are not all of them, and I don't want to group them all in. But it does look silly to people, but. Because it is silly. Like, that's the part, like I already said, like, the part that I like about it the most is the absurdity of it. Correct. Like, you're not up, like, giving a dissertation on how real this is to you. No. No one's saying, like, No, no, no. And no. there are wrestling matches that I've watched that I've been, I mean, completely invested in. <laughs> and that's, that's, I mean, that's not, I mean, that's, yeah. that's an exaggeration. I mean, it happens a few times a year. Sure. It doesn't happen all the time. And not, not every, you know, if you turn on a raw, at 8.30 at night on a Monday, you're going to see some clunkers. <laughs> I mean, it's not I all... I like the Monday Night Raw. It's still a thing. Well, it's still going strong. I mean, yeah. USA is still the most watched cable network because of Monday USA. Night Raw. What was it? Was it Pacific Blue that would come on after wrestling? Uh, there, it was Suits for a while. No, no, no. Like back when I was a kid. Back oh, I when don't I know. regularly watch wrestling, I'm trying to think what would come on. I don't remember was Pacific on, Blue. Was it, what, when did Raw start? Because it was on, wrestling was on Sundays. Wrestling was on on Sundays for the longest time, right? Yeah, but the nightly Monday night thing didn't start till like ninety five or something. I rem- I was still I was just tapping out maybe of wrestling. I knew what Raw was, but I wasn't watching. Well, this is another thing about wrestling is that every time I mention to somebody at the bar, you know, oh yeah, I like wrestling, they'll be like, what? You watch wrestling, that shit's fake. It's like, yeah, I know it's fake. And then they'll make fun of me for about 20 seconds. And then all they want to do is talk about wrestling for the next 20 minutes. Like, you remember King Kong Bundy? It's like, yeah. Uh, he used to eat the turnbuckle? It's like, yeah, I know. It's silly, right? <laughs> right. It's yeah. like, yeah, I yeah. get it. It's I know that it's silly. There was a weird thing where you would like, there would be shame brought upon you. And you're like, I'm not a kid anymore. 
I don't watch wrestling. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, And it's not to say that everybody should love wrestling or it's not getting into it, but it is weird whenever you do take umbrage, I guess, you know, with somebody being yeah, into it. It's like, I don't know, man. You ever watch a Disney movie or do you ever watch? Just, uh, again, uh, I just want everybody watch- to like what they like. That's a good way. You know, yeah. just like what you like. I like what I like. Yeah. And if you like podcasts, download Bam from Ringside, everybody. I already admitted in this in this last half hour about Raymond and Pitch Perfect. And wrestling's by far the least embarrassing of all three. Bring out your inner Vagy. Bill Vagy. Follow BFR. Add him on Facebook. Join the private group Friends of BFR. And uh, keep up the good work, man. Great chatting. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. See you, buddy. Yep.